Welcome to the Studies in Proverbs podcast, produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. This is taken from a video series you can find on our website, heartcrymissionary.com. HeartCry is a missionary society founded by Paul Washer. The goal of our ministry is to glorify God and bring the greatest possible good to humankind through the preaching of the gospel and the establishment of biblical churches throughout the world. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about HeartCry Missionary Society. Welcome back to our study of Proverbs, and today we're in Proverbs chapter 3, and we're going to be looking at verses 5 through 8, and it is one of the most important passages in the entire book of Proverbs, and a foundational passage to our entire Christian life. You really need to to pay attention to what we're going to be learning today, um, because it is foundational. It is so important to you becoming the person who walks by faith. So let's begin reading in verse 1. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart, so that you will find favor and good repute in the sight of God and man. Now here's our text. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for this day. Most of all, Father, we thank you that in this day your mercies are new and that they're new, Lord, not based upon our virtue or our merit, but upon the person of your Son. Thank you for Christ. Lord, we acknowledge that we have nothing, absolutely nothing apart from him. Lord, I pray for the young people who are listening to these teachings that they would know Christ. They would know him truly, biblically. They would know him deeply. That he would be the very epicenter of their lives. Lord, that although they grow in wisdom and in principle, I pray that their great boast, their only boast, would be this, that Jesus Christ died for my sins and rose again from the dead on the third day. Oh, dear God, do more than just instruct these young people. Father, I pray that you would change their heart and they would love your son and they would follow him to the end. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, in this text, we're really confronted with a question. And that question is, um, in whom are you going to trust? Who are you going to trust? And, And basically, it's the arm of the flesh, number one, your own strength, your own power, your own wisdom, or are you going to trust in God and his word? Um, I've set it up this way. First, you'll trust in the Lord or you'll lean on your own understanding. Second, you'll acknowledge him in every matter 
of your life or you will pass by him, pass over him, omit him and ignore him. Third, you will seek God's wisdom or you will be wise in your own eyes. Four, you will fear the Lord and turn away from evil or you will disrespect the Lord and you will turn toward evil, toward the very thing that displeases him. We can even use a stronger word that he abhors. Now, what do we do? Young person, you need to realize something that whenever we study the scriptures, you and I are confronted by the scriptures. Never forget that. The scriptures are not simply there to tell us things or to inform our mind, but they're there to confront us, especially when we're walking in error, especially when, we're a, when we are in a wrong path. I'm reminded of, of a very important passage in 1 Kings 18.21, and I want to read it to you. It's when the prophet Elijah confronted the people of Israel for their lack of faithfulness, their, their lack of, of taking a decision, making a decision with conviction, with regard to the one true God. It says this, Elijah came near to all the people and said, how long will you hesitate between two opinions? Do you realize that's the way most people live their lives? They're constantly between two opinions. And we could put it this way for the Christian, one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. One foot that seems to want to walk on God's path and the other that wants to stray. How long will you hesitate between two opinions? And then he says this, if the Lord is God, follow him. You know, that's a very important truth, isn't it? Now, now just think about the importance of this. Think about the absurdity of not taking this seriously. If there is no God, or if there is a God and he simply doesn't care, he has not revealed himself to us, and it doesn't matter how you live, then go live the way you choose. Just go live in any manner you choose. But if the Lord is God, if there is a God, and there is, and if he has revealed himself to us, and he has, then you're required to make a decision. And that decision is this. Are you going to follow him or are you going to rebel against him? Or is he going to be your God? Or are you going to choose some other God, which usually ends up being ourselves? Elijah said, if the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people did not answer him a word. You see, so many people will read the scriptures, they'll study the scriptures. They'll hear what God is saying and then walk away. They, they don't answer. They're, they're probably not brazen or bold enough to say, OK, I've heard that. No, I'm not going to do it. But neither do they read it and say, OK, Lord, in prayer. I, I commit myself to this. I see that this is the truth of your word and I am going to follow it. Now, young person, listen to me. You don't want to be that kind of person. Take the word of God seriously. Realize it's not just to study facts about religious history. In the word of God, God himself is confronting us. 
And every time we have to make a decision. And then throughout the day, when we're confronted by different circumstances, we have to ask ourselves, are we going to trust in the Lord? Are we going to trust in ourselves? Are we going to follow his word? Are we going to listen to other voices, competing voices, contrary voices? You see, there's always a need to make a decision. I read from you. I read to you from the New American Standard. The ESV, well, the New American Standard says, how long will you hesitate between two opinions? The ESV says, how long will you go limping between two different opinions? That's it's really the uh, the more literal translation, limping between two opinions, never really walking in full strength with the Lord, never walking with a, with a sturdiness, with a solidity, with a strength, never, never walking quickly. It's always limping about. Going one way and then the other. Don't don't be that way. Now, to a degree, we're all that way. We have to admit that, but we strive against it. And how do we strive against it? By studying God's word, by prayer, asking God, give me strength that I'll walk like you want me to walk. And, and not just by prayer and the word, but also we need the people of God. Uh, this is a Saturday. I'm here in the office and tomorrow I'm looking forward to the fact that I'm going to go to my church and I'm going to sit under solid teaching that's going to help me maintain my convictions, to grow in my convictions, to learn what I should be convicted about, but also to keep going in those convictions that I've learned. The New English translation says, how long are you going to be paralyzed by indecision? Never really committed. Always have hearted. Always, especially when you're raised in a Christian family. Oh, yes, I, I acknowledge all that. That that, yes, there's a God and and he has a son and the Bible is the word, but never really sitting down and realize what's coming out of your mouth, what you're actually saying. You know, it, it is absolutely the most we could even say the most important, the most traumatic knowledge you can possess. Because you see, you know, if you tell me that so-and-so thing is going to be, I might redirect my life in some way or another, but if you tell me there is a God, and I believe it, and He has given His Son, and I believe it, and He has revealed Himself in His Word, and I believe it, that changes Everything changes my entire universe. Do you see that? Young person, please hear me out on this. And I, and I want to keep pressing this point because I don't want you to read Proverbs chapter three, verse five, you know, through eight or nine and say, oh, that was beautiful. It's not poetry. It's reality. It's not just something to think about. It's something that must absolutely change our lives. The character of it demands it. The importance of it demands it. Do you see? And so let me read this again. Elijah came to all the people and said, how long will you hesitate between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people did not answer him. Word. Now, I want to say one other thing before we leave this part. 
so many of you who've been raised in church, maybe you're just constantly waiting for some spectacular thing to happen before you before you turn your life over to Christ. But you know, we're not to do that. Nowhere are we commanded to wait for some spectacular thing or some spectacular proof. The moment we hear the word of God, and more importantly, the moment that we hear the gospel at first, we are called upon to respond this day, this day. I hear so many young people saying, well, I'm waiting, you know, for something that you're not called to wait. You're called to seek. You're called to cry out. You're called to seek him with all your heart until he makes himself known to you. Do you see? Obey the gospel now. The Bible says that Jesus Christ died for our sins and rose again from the dead and all men are called to repent and believe the gospel. Repent, believe. And then having believed, realize that the scriptures, the word of God, it's precious. And everything you need for life, for godliness, for a hope of glory, for confidence, for strength, even in these troubled times, it is all found in the word of God, in the word. I would rather just have never begun these studies in Proverbs. I would rather stop right now than just to give you a little bit of religious information. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about turning your heart to God through Christ. And then you grasping, comprehending the greatness of that. That it's, it's life changing. It's, it's, it's astounding. Then living every moment of your life in a wholehearted trust of God. Yes. And leaning not on your own understanding, but leaning on his word. Now, look again in this passage, you will either be trusting in the Lord or you'll be leaning on your own understanding. Now, let me ask you a question. If, if you were to look back on your short life. Would you say that as you've walked through your days, you have studied God's word to know. How to walk. To know what direction in the road to take? Or have you leaned primarily on your own understanding? Which is it? Is there need to change? And then acknowledge him in every matter. As you go through life. In, in, in everything, do you acknowledge you are my God? You have wisdom. Teach me your wisdom. Strengthen me to follow it. Have you acknowledged him? God, you are God. Direct me in this matter. Or have you passed him by? Passed him over? Omitted him? Ignored him? Or let's use a better word. Have you simply just, as you go throughout the day, you forget him? Do you know when you forget him, you forget who you are? You forget everything about your existence. That's why so many times in Scripture we hear the word remember. Remember me. Remember my teaching. Remember my word. Don't forget. 
Do you seek God's wisdom, or are you wise in your own eyes? Do you consider yourself pretty clever? Well, you may be in comparison to men, but that isn't saying much. Men were born yesterday. Do you cling to, do you rely upon God's wisdom? And you say, yes, I do. Okay. Prove it. Demonstrate to me. How do you do that? Because if the word of God is not in the center of this boast of yours, then your boast is superficial. You'll either fear the Lord and turn away from evil or disrespect the Lord and run to it. You see, sin isn't just breaking a rule. Sin isn't just harmful to you and me. Sin is the ultimate sign of disrespect to God. When you disobey your parents, you're not just breaking a rule. You're manifesting a lack of respect, a lack of honor to your parents. When you break God's law, you're not just breaking a rule, even though you could say it is a important rule, a universal rule. You're offending a king. You're committing an act of treason. You see, you're showing disrespect. So see, I've given you this long introduction because this passage is so important. And because I know you <laughs> to some degree. You say, how do you know me, Brother Paul? Well, because I know me. And I know that I can spend a lot of time studying the passage, marvel in it, talk to everybody around me about it, and yet not really get it. That this is not merely about marveling. This is not merely about learning or talking or preaching. It's so much more than that. What is it? It's about having your life radically altered by what you're learning and progressively uh, transformed. So uh, I did this long introduction on purpose. Why? I can honestly say I want so much for you. <laughs> I do. Oh, I want so much for you. Not of this world. But I want you to stand before him on that great day. And here, well done, my faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. I have, I've lived probably a lot longer than you. And I look back on joy and sadness. The sadness has come from a lack of devotion. The joy has come when by the grace of God, I have lived what I claim to believe. So we're going to look at this passage uh, in the next class. But this introduction was important. So important. Um, God bless you. And um, the best for you. The best. Thank you for listening to the Studies in Proverbs podcast produced by Heart Cry Missionary Society. 
Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about Heart Cry Missionary Society.